we really use the highest standards, all those little things in our products. Just all our team, myself, we all use our products. We want the best for ourselves. We want the best for our consumers too. Welcome to Honest E-Commerce, where we are dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And I'm your host, Annette Grant. And we believe running an online business does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. If you are struggling to scaling your sales, Electric Eye is here to help. To apply to work with us, visit electriceye.io slash connect to learn more. And let's get on with the show. On today's episode of Honesty Commerce, we welcome Phoebe Yu. Phoebe is the founder and CEO of Etitude, a sustainable betting brand that's helping customers get a better night's sleep. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Honesty Commerce. I'm Chase Clymer. And today we're welcoming to the show Phoebe Yu, the founder and CEO of Etiquette. Etiquette is a sustainable betting brand that is helping customers get a better night's sleep. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So Attitude is doing amazing stuff. But I kind of want to take it back to uh, a little bit before that when you were testing the product and kind of building the product and making your, your fabric. Can we talk about that back in 2014? Kind of the history of what led to this brand? Yeah, sure. So I have a background in home textile for over 15 years. Um, before I moved to Australia, when I was back in China, um, my first business is more helping big international chain stores sourcing textile and homeware goods in China. Then I moved to Australia. I get a re-education on sustainability and climate change, all these issues. So I start to think the old products I help sourcing is not really very sustainable. So I have I think I want to start my own brand. So uh, all the products are uh, super healthy, highly functional, and also sustainable. So that's where the name Attitude is coming from. So basically, it's eco-attitude. Put an E on um, instead of the A. Then I um, start to testing, also partner with a few suppliers that have this new technology of turning organic bamboo into a very fine fiber using a very clean loop. Um, production process, which we recycled water, also recycle all the solutions within it. So there's no harmful chemicals in the process and also nothing harmful will leak into the environment or the waterways. Pretty much fix the old bamboo technology that still use a lot of harmful chemicals. So our technology is the latest, latest technology, which is just way more cleaner. So it took a few years to test an error to refine the products, did a lot of prototyping, small run, um, and finally get the best balance of the softness and also the durability. To get uh, quite good traction in Australia, and then we see a lot of uh, demand come from USA. That people would pay $30, $40 to buy our products from Australia and ship into the USA. Then we think, oh, time is right, that we, we need to get into the US market. Consumer here also want this product. So then I moved from Australia to Los Angeles last year and then to lead also the growth of our, our, our um, USA market. Awesome. Awesome. So how long were you working on uh, kind of building that first product? Oh, as I said, it took quite a few years. So 
it's it's hard to get the 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 combination right. So we there's a lot of trial and error and failures. At the beginning, it's it's soft, but it's too fragile. It's not strong enough. So, but then so we uh, kind of use a different type of weaving technology. Um, and the, the existing product is soft and silk, but you, it's very low maintenance. You can wash it like cotton and also super breathable. So yeah, that time, took time to refine. And also we gather feedback from consumers. So they will tell you what they want. Being the beauty of a direct to consumer brand uh, is that you, th- that feedback loop is very short and we constantly you know, fine tune our products um, just depending on what, what the consumer tell us. We pretty much was building what they want. So how was kind of once you have established you know, the product, you've gone through those trials and errors and you've got your, your first line ready to go, how was launching the new brand? Tell us about that. So it's also quite organic at the beginning. So back in Australia, we have a small team and um, the original team is still working in Melbourne. So it's just a four-people team. Um, we, so we did a lot of... Um, so social media definitely helped. Uh, using Facebook and Instagram to constantly have an open communication channel with your customers and also word of mouth is also very um, critical in our early growth because the product works. So people will tell their family and friends. We have many are like daughters bought our sheets and love it and buy as a gift to the mom or the moms know our brand, love the sheets and buy for their children. There are many, uh, many, okay, a new customer acquired through those type of or organic word of mouth at, at early days. Absolutely. I, I think that uh, just the direct line of communication you can have between your customers and your business through social is uh, amazing. It's so much different than it was before. So um, when you first started out, were you guys on Shopify right when you started? Were you on a different platform? How was like the technologies and the stuff you were using to kind of get the business off the ground? At, at the beginning, we are using BigCommerce. So at that time when I was uh, looking for the platform to use, well, I have a, like a list of the features that I must have or good to have. At that time, BigCommerce ticked all the boxes. So we start with BigCommerce. It, it was fine. So, But after a few years, we start to think we might need a better platform, like more customizable and more there's more apps. And at that time, Shopify's grow really quick. And also, I looked at it and find that, especially the Shopify Plus, that's when at that time, the salesperson tried to convince me and they think there's a lot of um, features uh, really suitable for when a brand starts to grow, especially when you want to grow internationally. With Shopify Plus, you can have up to nine stores um, under one account uh, if you if you was you know operating globally. So I just think... Moving to Shopify give us uh, open the opportunities that to to keep growing, growing the, the online store. Absolutely, I think Plus uh, is an amazing investment if it makes sense financially for the brands. Yeah, especially if you would run like two stores like us, the .com and .com .au is is two store under one account, so that's one subscription fee. So how let's 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 talk about that because actually you're the first guest that's been on the show. That is successfully running um, a business in two different markets and using two different domains and two different stores to do that. So, what are the differences between the stores in each market? 
Yeah, great. So interesting, uh, the bedding size in different countries are different. Oh. That's the reason why we have to have two stores. At the, at the beginning, we also debating, do we use just .com slash AU or we keep kind of two separate store? But after weighing of the customer um, UX part, we think it's better just to have two separate stores. So Australia, New Zealand, and UK, or like Hong Kong, Singapore, mostly are one size. But USA, Canada, North America, it's the bedding is a different size. But luckily, the biggest selling, the queen, she said, is the same size. But then here, US, you have California king or Eastern king, and Australia has their own king size, which are different. And Australia also have a super king. And also the name people call the beddings are different. The Australia, we have double size, which is equals to US full size. Um, and single size in Australia, in the US, people call it twin. So then that's also for different product titles and keywords, all those considerations. So we, that's why we run two separate stores. I think it's also provide better user experience for, for the customer in that market. Absolutely. I, I think speaking your customer's language, they're like, is especially even though Australian and American, we all speak English per se, it, you know, speaking their language in the sense of describing the product in the way that they are used to hearing that product described. I'm sure that kind of once you started doubling down on on splitting uh, up those markets and the messages, and I'm sure that you're splitting up the kind of the retargeting and the marketing messages on the back end as well. Yes, yes, exactly. When you guys approach like a new product launch or a new uh, like marketing campaign, are you building out two different funnels almost? So for the paid marketings, yes. For like Google ads or Facebook ads, we all have separate accounts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, analyzing separately and also run different campaigns. And also the seasons are opposite. Here we are summer now, but in the industry is winter. So where we are promote some summer content or summer summer ways they do that, but in Australia is it's the other, the opposite season. But social wise, uh, it's more a united brand image. Uh, we don't separate that that much, but of course we will talk about um, different like we just had July the fourth. Of course, we will talk about July 4th as a public holiday there and Australia has their own public holiday. We will talk both on social media because you only have one account. You don't separate that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For the performance part, we did so we can really be very efficient uh, in, in those markets. Support for our podcast comes from our friends at Simpler, a new way to staff 24-7 sales and customer service on your e-commerce store. It works with your existing email and chat platforms, so setup is quick and easy. Simpler's network of on-demand, US-based Simpler specialists are standing by to answer your customers' most common questions. Set it up for free today and then turn it on or off depending on your customer volume. You only pay $2.25 for every resolution. No hidden fees, contracts, or minimums. Close more sales with Simpler by staffing your email and live chat around the clock with Simpler Specialist. Start your free seven-day trial at simpler.ai slash honest. That's S-I-M-P-L-R dot A-I slash honest. So what are some of the other uh, advantages that you found? Uh, Obviously, before Etitude, you had found some more traditional sourcing uh, and manufacturing businesses. What kind of appeal do you about uh, direct consumer and e-commerce? Well, I love it. Um, I think that's the beauty of it is that you can deeply 
quickly connect to your customer and get those feedback, either good or bad, but luckily mostly are, are good. So I, I, one of my favorite activities is to reading our customer reviews. So that's, that's also give us, also the team love it. Uh, during our weekly all hands, the first is to pick a you know review of the week, um, and the whole team will just read read, read the review of the week to see what our customers are happy about our products, um, which gives us a lot of uh, motivation. Um, it's more more than money, more than fame, and that's but the customer love your products, think uh, your products is help them have you know better sleep, which is then better for their health. It's it's really it's a really good feeling. Absolutely. So kind of the opposite of that, I mean, just growing a direct-to-consumer business, there's a lot of hurdles that people uh, you know, run into as they're growing. Are there any that stick out to you, uh, you know, problems or just issues that you guys had to overcome there, building kind of this connection with your customers or just building the brand in general? Yeah, there's always... And in different stages, you probably will have different... Problems. I think at the early days, it's always you want to do more marketing, but then you're also restrained by uh, how much fund you have, how much you know money you have. Um, so there's also try to use a lot of growth hacking ways um, because you are restrained by the budget you have. Then when we venture into USA, we grow super quick. Then we have another problem is of the, the out of stock problem because it's so so quick, so, so quick. So our supply chain has also to catch up. That also took a couple of months. So they, can, they catch up now. So we solved that problem. Um, most things are back to stock, but which that is a good problem to solve. And then the next problem is where you start to running two teams uh, across the continent, how to make them work seamlessly and conquer the time zone, use, use, you know, use tools to help that. There's a lot of tools to, to help to make that. Um, and also keep growing the team then as I said, how to make the team work work still close together while you're growing the team. And that will be the next type of problem. And also how to keep making the paid channel efficient. So keep scaling it, but without the CPA growth. So that's also what right now we work very hard and keep close eyes on. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, those are fantastic answers. Just because I don't think that some people... Have it register that you know once you get the sales and once you get the brand kind of off the ground and it's it's doing its thing, it's not easy after that. There are just new problems. Yeah, there's just new problems, and but it, different problems. So yeah, as I said, each stage you you will have different problems. Absolutely, uh, I think that it's funny though. Uh, hiring and and keeping and scaling the team. Uh, we're experiencing that, but we're you know as an agency, it's kind of different. So it's just funny to draw parallels between where people are and growing their businesses. Yeah, people are super important. I think I think they're the most important part of the team, and uh, most important important piece of the puzzle is kind of making sure that everyone on the team is the uh, right fit for the team and the right culture for the team. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Awesome. So. I do want to give you a moment to talk about the product because I am a huge fan of bamboo sheets. Actually, we were talking about that before the show, but yeah, uh, just give a little background on the product themselves. I think we kind of skipped over that a bit, and I apologize for that. Uh, no, I, I think I did talk about a little bit when I talked about how I started. Um, so yeah, well, personally, I'm a fan of bamboo because it's my Chinese heritage. We had been using bamboo for all sorts of stuff uh, for thousands of years. It's 
pretty much the most sustainable plants in 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 the world. Uh, I think there is an organization called Project Jordan. So it did a lot of research and lists a hundred things that you can do to tackle climate change and also um, help on the you know carbon emission to stop. So that's called it why draw down. We draw down carbon emission. So bamboo was listed on number thirty five. As if you plant more bamboo, um, it will help also um, store the, the carbon from the air back to the soil. So as I also mentioned before, our um, processing to make the bamboo into a fiber, be able to make into textile is also super clean and sustainable. So we recycled water and we recycled the solution with it. There's no harmful things leak out of it, which we, um, our supplier, we have a patent on that. So that's the latest technology. The old technology, uh, there are bamboo rayon and viscous out there, which they, the, the processing is not as clean as ours. So that's, we are quite happy about, about that part. Because as I said, um, from the name of a brand, everything we do, we try to do our best with, with uh, the existing technology av- available. So, and also not just our fabric. So for even all the accessories we use, including packaging, we're also very mindful. So like we use our color fabric uh, as our packaging. So it's also save waste uh, and also actually cut cost. So there are ways you to design your products smartly. It's not necessarily being sustainable or eco-friendly. You have to pay more. So just the rules in our brand where we design or developing products is always, can we upcycle? Can we recycle? Can we reuse or is the packaging people can reuse our packaging as a gym bag or just restore their their sheets? Um, even all the buttons and thread uh, we using, we are also trying to find more and more sustainable options. Um, and they all have OEKO certification that there's no harmful dyes on it. We really use the highest standards, all those little things in our products. Because all our team, myself, we all use our products. We want the best for ourselves. We want the best for our consumers too. That's amazing. So yeah, I, I during the the show notes, uh, actually Phoebe is sharing with uh, all the listeners a fantastic deal. Uh, if you use the code Electric Eye, you can get fifteen percent off your order at attitude.com or uh, for any Australian listeners, it'd be attitude.com.au. And I'll make sure that's in the show notes as well. Uh, and that's thank you so much for that. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm glad yet. Yeah. If uh, anyone tried our products and, and love it, uh, welcome to leave us some feedback too. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. We can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing the truth. Links and more will be available in the show notes. If you found any actionable advice in this podcast that you'd like to apply to your business, please reach out at electriceye.io slash connect. Please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast app of choice.